So we're holding by Parakid Zion, Pasuk Dalid. We learned previously that the Plishtim come to attack Klai Yisrael. They encamp at Emek Oela. Klai Yisrael is encamped opposite them. So Klai Yisrael is on one mountain. The Plishtim are facing them on another mountain. And there is a valley in between that is no man's land. So in Pasuk Dalid, someone steps out into the no man's land. The champion went forth from the camp of the Plishtim. Golyas Shemai, his name was Golyas, Migas from the city of Gas, which was one of the main cities of the Plishtim. Now, something to know about Tanakh is that whenever you want to know if someone's a Tzaddik or a Rasha, you look at the word Shemai. Does it come before his name or after? By a Rasha, it always will say the word Shemai after the name. Just like we have here, Golyas Shemai. Golyas was a Rasha. So the word Shemai comes after his name. When, we, when Tanakh mentions a tzaddik, it puts the word Ushmai before the name. For example, by Mordechai in the Megillah it says, Mordechai. So there the word Shemai comes before the name to tell you that's a, that's a giveaway that the person that's being described is a tzaddik. Now why is he called Ish Nayim? What is Ish Nayim? Literally it means the champion. But uh, um, Chazal say, the Dalsayfrim says, that uh, Ish Benayim here is from the Lashon of Benayim in the middle, to teach you that Goliath, it was from this incident that Goliath went and stood in between the two camps to, we'll see, he's going to challenge Klai Yisrael. Um, now he's called Habenayim with the Hey Hayadia to teach you that he was a special type of uh, person, that he was, um, he stood out, he was basically the greatest warrior that was on the battlefield. Now the Gemara Saita learns out a couple of other pshatim from the word Benayim. So first the Gemara says that Benayim is from a Lashon Abinyan, meaning a building, to teach you that Goliath was perfectly built without a mum, or that to tell you that he was tall and mighty like a building, or Benayim from the Lashon Abin to tell you in between that from amongst his brothers he was only a Benani, he was only average amongst his brothers, there were actually brothers of his that were even bigger. Um, the, Rashi says that Isha Benayim means a man from among several. Abinayim, it comes from several. This is referring to the Chazal that on the night after Nami sends back Arpa, so we know Rus and Arpa accompany Nami, and Nami tries to send them back. Arpa goes back, and Rus stays. So the night that Arpa went back, she went completely off the derech, and she lived with many men that night, of which Goliath was conceived. So Goliath, Rashi says, is referred to as Ishabinayim. He came from many, because from, from all those men that Arpa was with that night, Goliath was conceived. Now his name is Goliath. That was his name. But Chazal always look for a deeper meaning, a remez in the name. And they say that his name is Goliath from the Lashon of Giloi Panim. Same Gemara in Saita says this. Giloi Panim, that he was not shamed. He spoke with Azus. We'll see the way he talks. He challenges uh, Kaisral and uh, um, challenges the Kaddish Baruch Hu to battle. Again, speaking with disrespect, that's why he, Goliath is a remez to that Giloi Panim. Chazal tell us that this is a callback to something we learned previously in the battle when the Plishtim captured the Arun. So we learned that actually it was Eli, it was Goliath who captured the uh, the um, Aluchos from the Arun. And Shaul risked his life, we learned this back way back when in Perak Dalit, Shaul risked his life to grab them away from Goliath. Goliath also killed Eli's sons Chafni and Penchas. So he had a reputation that preceded him. Now the Psukim are going to go into detail about his description. So Gavaya's height was very imposing. Sheish Amois Vazeris, six and a half Amois. Vazeris is a span, which I'll say is half of an Amo. It's the distance from the thumb to the, to the small finger, which is half an Amo. So he was somewhere between, um, somewhere between 10 and 13 Amos. 
Why is the what is the purpose of describing his size? Why do we care how big he was? So Gemara Saita says to praise David Amalek, that David Amalek was not afraid to battle with him, even though he was such an intimidating figure. Pasik Hey goes on to continue to describe his his um, armor. The he had a copper helmet on his head, and a a coat of mail he wore. the weight of this coat was Khamesha Salaf Mishkalam Nakhoshes was five thousand copper shekels, which the Ral Bagan Abarabanel tell us was exceedingly heavy, and only someone who was very strong, very powerful, could wear such armor and still be able to move around. Pasikvav Umitzchas Nakhoshas al Raglov, he had these greaves, these shields on his legs, these basically armor protecting his legs. The chidoy nechoshes being safe of and a copper neck guard between his shoulders. Pasuk zayin the eitz chanisoi and the shaft of his spear was kimnar organ was like the weaver's beam, the beam that holds up the warp, um, and that was obviously a very you know large circumference um, item. The laheves chanisoi and the blade of his spear was. Weighed sheish mil shkalim barzel. Weighed six hundred iron shekels. And his shield bearer walked in front of him. Now, telling us here that the eitz chanitzoi. So eitz is written the chetz. It's written like the word chetz, which means arrow. It's a Korean exiv. It's pronounced the eitz to teach you that chetz that it was shaped like an arrow. That's what the Abarbanel says. The Gemara in Saita learns out that the exiv of the chetz is, is associated with the word chazi to teach you that the Pasuk doesn't even describe half of Goliath's strength. In other words, it's going into detail, but it's not even telling you half of the story. Why? Because it's also to overly praise a Rasha. The purpose of telling us as much detail as it is, again, the Gemara tells us, is in order to show Davina Melech's uh, bravery uh, in the face of such an imposing figure. Now it says, V'laheves chanisa, the blade of his spear, Laheves literally means flame, Lahava, flame. The, the Mitzuda says, because when the when the blade was sharpened, it shone brightly like a flame. And then the Pasuk ends off with, that the shield-bearer walked in front of him. According to Abarbanel, the shield-bearer would hold the shield until Goliath went to fight, at which time Goliath would take it himself. The Mitzuda says, no, that the shield-bearer would hold the shield up during the entire battle to protect Goliath from harm. The Me'am says that this will further uh, emphasize the nace that allowed David's stone to penetrate Goliath's is, is, um, armor, the fact that in addition to everything that Goliath is wearing, uh, um, this armor, the shield bearer, is holding up a shield that's trying to protect anything from penetrating, and even so, David Amalek's stone was able to penetrate and hit Goliath. So this is adding to the nace that's going to come.